Game Kamala Kom, sir. God bless. God bless every one of you. There's a chorus, Brother Shem, I don't know if you know it. It says, Our Lord is coming back to earth again. How many know it? Satan will be bound a thousand years. And we will have no chapter then. Our Lord is coming back to earth again. Our Lord is coming back to earth again. Satan will be bound a thousand years. We'll have no tempter then. After Jesus shall come back to earth again. Sing it now. Galatians chapter 1 verse 6. Happy to see every one of you. Tonight. This evening uh, we are having my little sister. Uh, the sister to my wife. And she has come and been with us last night. With her husband. My husband is the pastor of the church in Masaka. And uh, we are happy to have you, Sister Anna, tonight. Amen. Amen. Have a little wonderful family there. And uh, we, are, we are glad to have them. It was very painful for, for my wife, for my for her sister to get married. Because <laughs> we are used to be together. But now they are meeting again after many years. When I was asking her, how, what's your anniversary this year? And, and she said seven. I said, wow, time can fly. <laughs> I, I don't know when your anniversary is, but I want to say happy anniversary. <laughs> hey, Praise the Lord. Let us go to Galatians chapter 1. I'm reading the name of the Lord. We'll read verses uh, 6 and 7. I marvel that ye are soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. 
abagalatia esule soko nyoro mukaga neunya kubanga mvude mangu koyo eyabaita mu kisacha kristo okugoberere njiri endala sikuba nti waliwe njiri endala wabula mwata wanyizibwa abantu abam abagalo okuchusiza dala enjiri ya kristo hmm. Hmm. praise the lord kama ebazibwe let us read jude chapter 1 so amene mu yuda esule soka Verses three and four. When I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should honestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation. And godly men, turning the grace of God, of our God into lasciviousness, and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Yuda esulesoka olinyolo kusatu. Abagalwa bwe nali nga mfuba okuba wandikira kubulokozibwa pepe na nalaba ngantekwa okuba wandikira namba kubiriza okulwanirira nnyo okukiriza abatukuvu kwebawebwa omurundi ogumu kubanga waliwa abantu abayingira abayingira ngabasensera Aba wandikirweda omusongo guno abata ya katonda nabachuse chisacha katonda wafe nebasinzira mucho okukolo obukaba nebegana omukuru wafe omiyeka era mukama fe Yesu Kristu the lasciviousness they do is not only physical but also and more so spiritual kuno kwegomba kwebakola sikwamu obukaba buno bakola sibwamu oyo sibwamu bilibo kawabula bwamu oyera by denying the truth Amen. Amen. So let us uh, pray. Lord Jesus, uh, we just commit ourselves into your hands and this service. Pray that you will speak to our hearts one more time. Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord this evening? So today, tonight, I'm speaking on, it's going to be more like a part two to run with the message. But my title tonight is a question. Another message? Another gospel? Another gospel? Because if you notice the way Apostle Paul speaks it to the Galatians, he says, I marvel that ye are soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ. He called you into the grace of Christ, but you are soon removed from him. And we talked about a, a, the calling for uh, a several services here. So we know about that. But you are soon removed from the calling of God and to another gospel. So here, Apostle Paul introduces a term which he called another gospel. He called it another gospel. But as he was speaking, 
Or as he was writing, the spirit of the Lord comes upon him again and he expounds on that phrase. And he says it's not entirely another gospel, but there are some who trouble you and they would want to pervert the gospel of Christ. Now, I would like to uh, the inspiration really that I have to speak on this subject. And you know, I was with Brother, Brother Henry uh, a few days ago. And he told me, you know, what he spoke on Sunday was very appropriate. Because at the time he had just started to, to look at uh, some, uh, some writings of a certain man who had been a pastor and uh, he was now claiming that he is no longer believing the message. Now, that always comes across as, as if it were something new. And someone or anybody would want to Try and find out. The message is true. So how come that someone would come up and say, I was in the message and I no longer believe the message? Is it even possible? And so that's the inspiration I have to speak on that. Before even speaking to Brother Henry, and really this is a continuation. I don't have new notes. <laughs> and so you, you hear you often hear people saying that they were in the gospel, but they have received a new understanding of the gospel. That they now feel that what they believed is not true. Tonight, I would like us to talk about uh, the gospel. The true gospel. And then another gospel. And I bring, I'm bringing it in the form of another gospel. It's a question. Another gospel. Do we even have another gospel? What is the gospel? And Apostle Paul here says, you have, you have been removed from the grace of Christ. When God brings the truth by a vindicated man, do you know what he does? He vindicates that truth. And when that people receive the word, do you know what God does? He vindicates that word in their life every day when they receive it. If you have received or if you receive this message, God had never done anything for you to vindicate that this message is the truth. It is a sign you have never believed a message to begin with. Because if it is a true message from a living God, God must vindicate it every time. Hallelujah. Amen. Before you receive any supernatural vindication, 
then you've not received the gospel. Because as I will show you by the word tonight, the gospel we have received is a supernatural gospel. The message we have received is a message vindicated by God himself. And if there is going to be another gospel, God must vindicate it the same way and if there is no vindication then that is a perverted gospel he cannot have two gospels and Apostle Paul said it is not another gospel but some men who trouble you and they would pervert the gospel of Christ. So it's the same Bible. Bible but men pervert the Bible. It's the same gospel. But men pervert the gospel. By bringing in the ideas. By bringing in the addition. But there is something they can never offer. That is the vindication of God. You look at all these denominations. What is their foundation? Their foundation is something. Revelation. Some interpretation of the scripture. Some understanding of the Bible. And they build their whole denomination around that. And another one comes. And brings another revelation. Another understanding of scripture. And they build their whole church up around that. But let me tell you church. This message is not like that. This message is not a denomination because it is not just built on understanding or private interpretation of scripture. This message is not on the foundation that Brother Barnum came and brought his interpretation. This message is on the foundation which is sure the foundation of the vindication of the word that is revealed to us in this house. Hallelujah. Amen. There is a man I had today. I think it was Pastor Gideon who sent that link to the ministers forum. And, and at the beginning, the beginning, these days they're beginning everywhere. The, 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 the Pentecostal preachers for years having had the prophet speak, Brother Branham. They fed on his steps. They saw everything. But they only pulled out what they loved. Because they knew people would love it. And they would build big societies and denominations around And so they never did speak even the name William Branham. They were silent for years. But now, they are beginning to realize that 
William Branham indeed was a prophet of God. William Branham was Marina Because the prophecies he gave are all coming to pass one by one. And this one of the of the woman president in America. Really shook them so much. And you know, one of them uh, uh, came up and he talk, talked about it. You know, he wanted to give a prophecy. But he realized he cannot give it as himself because he knows that William Branham had already given it many, many, many years before him. He claimed as if someone just tipped him and said, look, there is a, a, a man here who had prophesied about this. And so Pastor Chris came up and then brought it as if he had just had it. But those of us who read the message and have listened to Chris speak, Chris, we can surely tell many things he has fed from the message. And then now Pastor Gideon sent this link of a man, I think it's called Pastor... Salman or something like that. He has a big following in Nigeria. Nigeria. And he came up and he spoke. And this time he was saying, uh, uh, he was saying that uh, he noticed, you know, he started to tell the people that actually his ministry has been molded by the ministry of William Branham. And you know what? He said, I first heard William Branham in the 1990s. But for all those years, he behaved as if he doesn't even know he existed. And we have very many of such ministers and preachers with big followings even in our country. But I tell you, don't follow Brother Branham simply because he had wonderful revelations. There are many preachers with wonderful revelations. But here is a man who spoke and every time he preached, he would stand behind the pulpit and say, if what I've said is the truth, let him God of the Bible let him come now and vindicate and God would come down almost in every service would do nothing. He would not speak as in to tell someone about the, his, their problem until the angel of the Lord came down. And when he would come down, you wouldn't be guessing. Oh, I feel good. I think he's here. No, you would know. You would say, yes. Is now here. The Holy Spirit. And I can see the light on somebody. And when he, he saw that light over somebody, he would look at that. And then he, it would fade into a vision. And then he would begin to see things about that person. And he would tell everything and everything would be true. From their name, their address, their problem, what happened to them, through their solution. Amen. And friends, that was just the beginning of a ministry that was actually prophesied of in the scriptures that would restore the hearts of the children back to their fathers. 
God vindicated this country. Hallelujah. We are not looking for vindication. This message is vindicated. I know the pillar of fire is here. But I don't need to see the pillar of fire. Because the pillar of fire was already a foot of grass. And God proved himself that is behind this message. Of course, he was behind a messenger who brought forth this message. It was not a man. It was God. Amen. Bringing this message to restore us back to the foundation of the scripture. So we are not looking for vindication. We have already received a vindicated message. Yet when you receive it, you personally, God must vindicate it to you for you to receive it and for you to believe it is true. I can give my testimony, but it will take a lot of time with it. And every one of you must have your testimony. If you don't, one time you are going to leave the message. Do you know why? Because you had never received the gospel. These men who come up. Why I left the message? Why I left the message? What is their problem? They have never been in the message to begin with. Because if they were, let them tell us the vindication. Why did they believe it to be the truth in the first place? That's the first thing. The second thing. Now that they have received a new truth, what vindication do they have? Prove it is God. They are always coming with reasoning. It's the devil who brings reasoning. The devil came to evil with reasoning. But God always is pleased with faith. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. And Brother Banami, the message a missionary talk. He says, Now, what is the gospel? The word gospel means good news. The good news is the Bible, but the Bible is the letter. So the letter killeth. But the spirit gives life. So Paul said the gospel come not through the word only. But through the power and the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. How many believe that? When you receive the gospel, don't only hear the word and be contented. Amen. Amen. Look for that manifestation of the Holy Ghost. The trouble that we have, people hear and they are convinced because it sounds like the truth. But they don't go an extra mile to speak a living God to vindicate and manifest that truth. Let me tell you, if you seek, you shall find. If you knock, it shall be open for you. If you ask, it shall be given. Because this message is 
Christ Jesus himself. And is willing to come to anybody who is willing to hear and receive from him. And I hear people who say, I believe a message. Because someone talked to me. I no longer believe it. Because someone talked to me. I want to say, I believe the message. Because God spoke to me. And I will continue to believe it. Because of that vindication. Amen. And I will continue to run with it. Now notice the only way the gospel could be preached then. Would be to manifest the power of the Holy Spirit. Then that's when... Uh, what's the next quotation? He asks. A conjunction. He's talking about Mark 16. Blind shall follow them that believe. Not these signs may follow them. Not that they all it says that they may follow them. Or that they ought to follow them. But they shall follow them that believe. If there are no signs in your life, are you a believer? Listen, he says, then strictly speaking, a man cannot qualify himself as a believer until this has happened. Until God has come down to vindicate his presence in your faith, God must visit you. You must have an experience. Without that experience, you cannot prove you have faith. You must have that experience. No one can take it out of you. Man can take out your, your what you believe by reason. Hey. But no man can speak you out of your experience. Hallelujah. Amen. I knew where I was going. I knew I was going to be a priest. I was convinced. But one day, after hearing the message for a very long time, six good months, people were preaching to me. The best were preaching to me. They were preaching to me. They told me the Godhead. They told me about baptism. They told me you know, about the, the, the beast and the part of the beast. Malachi 4. But I was still hard-hearted. I wanted to be a priest. I was like, this is your interpretation of the Bible. But me, I understand it differently. When I read it, I see Father, I see Son, and I see the Spirit. And how come you tell me the Trinity is not in the Bible? But one day, when I was standing in that old uh, Anglican church, the Spirit of the Lord came down. 
and he spoke to me hallelujah as they were baptizing a small baby he spoke to me he said leave he called me by my name and he told me leave this place leave this place I almost passed out but I could hear that voice and the whole world was moving that was like a wall of wind and then the spirit of the Lord led me to a message where I had been going for six months because of the situation that I was in but listen church while I was seated there he came again and he told me stand up raise up both of your hands and shout on top of your voice tell them you believe this message I said, what is that speaking? I was young. I was only 15 years. I, was, I thought I was losing my mind. I said, I can't. I have my dreams. I know what I want. This will shatter my life. But something did not, you know, something kept on keeping a, a hold of me. And something moved my heart. And that voice was as it were myself speaking to me. Stand up. Raise up your hands. Friends, I don't know what happened. But what I remember, sister, I was on my feet with my hands in the air. And I spoke and said, I have believed this message. And everybody grabbed their hands. Is it a big deal for them? And that same day, I was baptized in water in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is a vindication and experience that no man can take away oh, from God himself and he told me this message is the truth and he would later on come down again and again and again, and again to indicate it to me and I believe he should do the same with you you must have an experience with him he says listen he says that but they shall follow the signs shall follow them no church can have the right to, of calling themselves a believing church until the signs has followed them. That is what Jesus said. Was it doing, it, it's making the word manifest. Hallelujah. Amen. That's the gospel. Sister Grace, I'm defining the gospel. In a message, the seal of God. Brother Manam would go on to say, this gospel will be preached. What gospel? What is the gospel? He says, it's not the word only. Let us go and eat the word. So you say, for us, we eat the word. Let me tell you, even if you eat the word all your life. But if it's not made manifest to you, you have not yet received a gospel. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You must receive the gospel. You must accept the gospel. What is it? When you receive the word, you must accept the vindication of that word. It must be vindicated to you. Hallelujah. Amen. And I'm speaking to each of you as individuals now. 
not the word only. God said the gospel come to us not in word only. But through power. And demonstration. Of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. That is how the gospel comes. And Paul said, I never come with some seminary education. I never come making big swelling, swell words. For your salvation to be based upon swell words. And enchanting lips. There are some men who know how to speak. They don't shout like us. Some of us speak. But they speak calmly. But by the end of their speech, you feel indeed if I don't follow this man, I will never follow anyone. They know how to speak. Their words are so enticing. Their words are so touching. Be quiet. You feel indeed you are being moved. And they have many following them. But Apostle Paul said, My gospel was not based on such words. I never enticed you, brother. I never enticed you with my words. I was never educated. I never knew even vocabulary. These men, they speak. They know how to act. They know how to dress. They know how to impress. They know how to capture the young people's mind. That's not the way of God. How does God speak to you? God comes to you in a way unexpected. Sometimes it may be a rough way. Sometimes it may be a demanding way. But there will be one thing that is sure. If it is God, He must always proceed with vindication. And some dixology or apostles creed or something like that. I never come to you like that. But I come to you knowing only one thing. The power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And the demonstration of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. God give us some more poles. great powerful punches. And we will lay it out there with that gospel. Without some seminary gloves on. And seals of God. We don't need. We don't need seminary. We don't need to go to all theology to be able to become preachers. You brothers that are listening to me, you only need that manifestation of God. Hallelujah. Amen. And every one of you is potentially a preacher. Because Brother Manam said that if you are convinced, then you are concerned. There's only one most important thing that we can ever do in this life. Is to go and preach the gospel. When Jesus rose again, he met the 12 men he ever chose. Send them to go and be millionaires. Send you into the world to go and be millionaires. Look at the preachers today. The preachers that we have have gone on 
millionaires. One of the Pentecostals in Uganda. Talking about the pastors and preachers in Uganda. How? They collect money from the people. Telling, you know, going to have a big meeting in Nambole. And how they have a big meeting in Nambole. And they collect millions of billions from the people. And then they go abroad to enjoy the money. And then they come back. And then they tell the people, now we have some debts to pay. Collect. And now, <laughs> These pastors <laughs> will be competing. Who is going to make the biggest meeting? Who will have more people? And their success is according to how many people they have garnered around them. But let me tell you, that's another gospel. That's another gospel. They debate and they try to compete on who has a private check. Who has this? Who has that? If you have the biggest, it means your ministry is blessed by God. But if you are a poor man, God has not blessed your ministry. Let me tell you, the way God blesses your ministry is by giving you souls that have received the word. And Amen. those souls don't have to be a thousand. Here are days of the voice fellowship. One of the days of the voice. The few souls that come here is a sign God has blessed this ministry. Hallelujah. Amen. And we don't need to get all the people in the world. This message is not sent for us to fill stadium. If we fill the stadiums, praise the Lord. But it's not our purpose. It's not our intention. It's not what we are pursuing. What we are pursuing is the lost seed. Amen. Not Everest. But he is a seed. We are not looking for frogs. We are not looking for snakes. We are looking for fish. What is fish? Fish is the one that the Lord is interested in. He said, I'll make you features of men. And this message is meant to go out and fish men. You fished out. Hello, fish. We have been fished out of the water. We have come out of the multitude. And we are the elect of Jesus Christ. And we have got to run with the message. Hallelujah. Amen. This message never came for God. It never came for peace. It never came for hyena. This message is meant to come for the sheep. Hallelujah. Amen. And I'm the sheep. Are you the sheep tonight?
Hello sheep of God. I am glad to be a sheep. I am a follower. Sheep is a follower. Sheep doesn't find its own way. Sheep is willing to lose it all for the shepherd. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. I can go on and on. This message never came for close. Even a crow. A crow is a very funny bird. It's almost like a voucher. It, it eats dead things. And also it's good things. It eats bad and the good. That's bad and the good. That's vile. But let me tell you what. We are not meant to be vultures. You go and eat some of the world. Then when you also come in the church, you eat some of the world. You eat the world. When you reach in the world, you feel like, oh, here is where I belong. When you come to one day, Rumo, sometimes preachers, when you speak these things, someone may go, why did you call me a badger? Well, I will go out of this meeting saying, thank you for calling me a dove brother. Thank you for calling me eagle. How are you eagles? Hallelujah. Amen. God give us some more Paul. Throw some powerful punches on the Without seminary gloves. brother, I have nothing to do for them. But I believe it. Because Malachi 4, 5 to 6 has to be fulfilled. There had to be a prophet to come. To, for around the first coming of Jesus. And that was John. But then there was another. Who is to come. And for around the second coming of Jesus. And that is William Branham without a doubt. Now people have received William Branham. As a prophet. But. They never received him. Uh, they never received the word. Or the message. Can you imagine? This is amazing. They just say, Yes, William Branham was a man of God. He was a prophet. But he erred in his teaching. Tell me one prophet. Whoever erred in his teaching. Tell me one. Think of one. I want to hear. 
prophet for you to qualify to be a prophet of God it means the word of God qualifies to come to you the word of God never came to teachers or to apostles according to the scriptures the word of God comes to prophets and the word of the Lord came unto Isaiah and the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the word of the Lord always comes to prophets and so is William Branham a prophet oh yes he is do you all agree if indeed he is then the word of the Lord has come to him in our time the trouble of it is people have said listen to me people have said we don't need a prophet because now we are under the dispensation of the Holy Ghost that's true we are under the dispensation of the Holy Ghost but mark these words there is three comings of the Son of God or let me say there is three three uh, manifestations of, of Christ as a son. He is a son, right? But you see there are three. One is the son of man. Two is the son of God. And three is the son of David. Now, Jesus yes. as a son of of God of, of man was a prophet on the earth. He was the one that he said that he will raise up a prophet like unto Moses. It was Jesus. You remember when John came and someone asked him, Are you that prophet? He meant a prophet like unto Moses. He told him, No, I am not. But he said he denied. But he, 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 he said he was not, but he denied not. Meaning, John the Baptist knew, indeed he was not Elijah, but he had the spirit of Elijah. How many understand that? He wasn't Elijah, but he had the spirit of Elijah on him. And then, he was not that prophet who was like unto Moses. That was Jesus Christ himself. The son of man. Meaning the son of man, meaning God himself, revealing himself in flesh. God manifested in flesh. But God in flesh, he came as a prophet. Because a prophet is like our brother. He is a man of flesh and blood. He died. He suffered all that we suffer. He was suffered with all that we are He is a son of man. He can be touched by the feelings of my family. He is a high priest. And as a son of man, Jesus died on Calvary. Yes, 
Calvario. But the whole wide world could see. He was the son of man. He was the son of man. A prophet. He did not come to prophesy something which he couldn't do. The others prophesied and said that. Uh, that saith the Lord. He is the son of man. He ran to the city. Because of that sign. Of the Messiah. As a son of, the, as a son of man ministry. He would be the Messiah. He would do the miracles. He would do the signs and wonders. But he would also manifest the Messianic sign. Only him. Would be able to. Manifest that messianic sign of telling the secrets of people's hearts, designing the secrets of people's hearts. Only him, as a son of man, would be able to do that. That is not among the nine spiritual gifts, which is the discernment of spirit. This is the sign of the Messiah. And this woman, when she saw that sign, manifested before she ran and she told the whole town, Come, see a man who has told me all that I have done. And she said, Isn't this the very Messiah? Meaning, she and others knew. When she spoke, everyone ran to go and Because they all knew when the Messiah came, he would reveal the secrets of their heart. Hallelujah. And Jesus was the son of man who fulfilled that ministry. And he completed his ministry the death on Calvary what a messiah that was son of man but wait a moment do you know the ministry of Jesus is still continuing on today but what dispensation are we in we are at a time when now he has progressed from just being a son of man to being a son of God. As a son of God, he is now the Holy Ghost. And that progression started on the day of Pentecost. From the day of Pentecost up to the rapture. He is revealed as a son of God. Right? The Holy Ghost. So it is true. 
and we are honored this the dispensation of Jesus as the son of God. Follow me here, please. Son of God ministry. And that's the Holy Ghost dispensation. How many understand that? Alright. Now, there is one more. Son of David. Jesus as son of David. Yes, he is a king. Let me correct myself. The king who was promised that will sit on the throne of David and rule with a rod of iron. And he's beginning his office as the son of David after the rapture. So then we'll talk about that later. Before he progresses to the son of David office. Listen carefully. He promised in the Bible. Someone quickly open. Matthew 17. Matthew, quickly open and read for us. Matthew 17, 30. Are you there now? Can you read it? What does it say? We do not have any Bible readers here. Matthew 17, 30. Matthew 17, 30. Brother, are you there? Luke, Luke, it should be Luke, yes. Sorry, Luke. Luke 1730. Luke 1730. Agamba what? Alright, now just read that. Verse again. Can you read up again? Up, 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 up. Go to two verses up. Era ngabo biari munakuzaluti bari ngabaria ngabanya ngabagora ngabatunda ngabasiga ngabazima na yekuluna kuluri luti loyava musodoma omuri lone chibiri tinebi tonya okuva muguru nebi basikiri sa bonna. Are, are we not in the days of Sodom again? Just like it was in the days of Lord. Like it was in the days of Sodom. So shall it be. Here is a prophecy that the world will be in the days of Sodom and, and Gomorrah again. For us. 
fruitfulness. For a certain prophecy to be fulfilled. And what is the prophecy? Read verse 30. Have you had church? We know Jesus, Jesus a son of man, son of David, son of God. We know he has already finished his office as a son of man. Who is a son of man? He's a prophet. You read the book of the Bible. In, in Ezekiel, he tells Ezekiel, son of man, son of man is a prophet. So we see here, he has already completed his ministry as a son of man of God. And now, he is reigning as son of God. But during that time, in the period there are will be in Sodom and Gomorrah condition again. There is a prophecy that the Son of Man shall be revealed again before he becomes the son of David. There will be a generation who will see him revealed son of man. Now notice, he did not say he's coming again as a son of man. But he's saying he is going to be revealed again. Hallelujah. Amen. What is that? We will have to see a ministry which will reveal Jesus himself again. When the Son of Man was on earth, what did he do? He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He opened the eyes of the blind. He opened the prison door to the captives. There is a super sign there is a super sign which shows the ministry of a son of man. And that sign is the discernment of people's heart. That was seen with Melchizedek. From Melchizedek, when he designed Sarah's heart, and it wasn't seen again until Jesus, the Son of Man, came. All the other prophets could not manifest the sign of the Messiah. But Jesus came. Why? Because he was the Messiah. Then again we see that it is the prophecy that is coming a time when the Son of Man will be revealed again. Now, when is that time? It will be like in the days of Sodom. It will be like in the days of Lord. The ark will be in that condition. I want to ask you a question. Have we arrived at that time? I say yes, we have. We must see a ministry which is not just speaking of itself but which is revealing this son of man who is the son of man Jesus Christ himself and we have seen that ministry we have seen a man come on the platform and he 
yeah. would speak the helpless. And he would say, I've only preached to you. But I can't make anything happen. I have to wait for him. The son of man. Like you are waiting for him. And when he comes, he will do the work. And he would wait. He would say, everybody be quiet. Quiet. And it is said, but I heard Brother Biska saying that he was in one of the meetings and it would be like as if there, is, there would be a hush. And he would say, now, he is here. The Holy Spirit is here. And he can be touched by the feelings of your infant. Now, have faith. He says, I have nothing to do with it. He's here. And if you have enough faith, he will call you out. And there would be a heart. And the moment you would come, Listen to the message. You will hear this. He would say, Now, is here. And I put every spirit in here under, under my control. For the glory of God. And after that moment, he said, There is no life that would be hidden at that time. If you are there and you are a thief, the spirit of God will call you. One day there is a, two men or three who came in a meeting. They were working, I think, for FBI or something like that. And they had come to try and deceive Brother Branham. And, and to try and try how they can trap him. They were seated there. Under that anointing, Jesus Christ, yes, Christ moved in a way of pillar of fire. Rested on those men. But I was able to see a vision of them. And he called them out by name. Said, Come up here. You came to expose me. Come and expose me. And little by little, there is an at a, one time he went to a meeting somewhere. A man who was a, a lunatic or something like that had a demon, a spirit on him that always caught preachers and just smashed them. At that time, they would have tent meetings. And so, it, they had one, Brother Branham had one at that time. And he was around that atmosphere. This man came. They rushed to catch him. Brother Branham said, no, leave him alone. Leave him alone. And so, as he marched, you know the spirit of the Lord. Caught him. Fell down. That man gave his life to the Lord. 
and there are many countless, 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 countless things that happen. But here is one thing to know. In in all the miracles that happen in Brother Branham's life. Five people raised to death. Many people walk. Many people's eyes. Walk. Miracles that we have not seen before. A leg growing out. A leg. Someone having short legs. But God Katonda. making it. Better. A goita dropping off. Goita. These things were well documented. In testimonies and videos and, and, and audios and clips. People's names were called. From meeting to meeting. Your name is so and so. You are from here. Your problem is this. Your doctor said this. But actually, your problem is this. And listen to this. In all those meetings, that had never been wrong, not even one time. That's not what we see today. What was this? And people started to say, Brother Branham is a mind reader. And in one meeting, he turned against the war. And this was after he was preaching about that angel, Melchizedek, that came and manifested himself as the Messiah. And he was able to see Sarah's Sarah's heart. And he designed it. And he turned again at the way. Now he's here. It has nothing to do with me. I'm just a man. But he's here. He's here. I just spoke to you about him. Let him now come forth and reveal himself. And while he's facing the wall, he still did the same, same thing. Call out people. Their names. Mind you, since Jesus, this was the first time this was happening. You might say, well, we are seeing this on TV. Eh? All these are copying it from the ministry of Brother Branham. And theirs is imperfect. And some of it, they actually have the gift of discernment of spirits. It can fail many times. But there's something else I'm speaking about, church. You need to catch it. What was this? What was happening in the ministry of Brother Branham? His ministry, listen, now this might be strong for some people. His ministry was actually revealing the Son of Man again. What? Was the son of man? Who was he? The word, and the son of man has come to us again. 
like he came to that woman at the well. What are we waiting for? The rapture. After the rapture, the others can't see it. They're like, oh, we are under the Holy Ghost. But there is a promise. There had to be a prophet come on the scene to reveal Jesus Christ again in flesh. I recommend you to go and listen to the sermon preached by T.L. Osborne. On the funeral service of Brother Branham. You can listen. Search it on YouTube. YouTube. I will also post it on the group probably. And you will listen and see testimonies of men who were there who saw it happening and they declared it they said God has revealed himself again in our day this message is not just man's wisdom this message is Jesus Christ revealed in our time it's not just certain revelation yes it is it is more than that it's more than God it's more than Jesus name baptism it is more than baptism of the Holy Ghost it is Amen. It's more than that. You know, he preached on uh, he preached on the three step, he preached on the works of grace. And how there are three different works of grace. Justification. How the three separate works of grace. It's a revelation. We can talk about it even for years. That's why in the message, we can never dry up. Preachers can never dry up. I tell you, come here every day. I will have something to preach to you. Come here every day, five times. I will still preach to you. Why? We can never dry up. What we have is more than knowledge. It is Jesus Christ himself. Revealed to us in our it is more than the revelation of the field. It is Christ revealed to us. It is more than just women and men, position and responsibility. It is more than just the teaching on holiness. It is more than just the gifts and operation of the gifts in the church. These are good teachings, church. The message has revealed it to us. It is much more. It is much deeper. It is 
is a marriage. It's deeper than just a woman and a man living together. It, it is deeper than just cohabiting. In the same way, in what we have received is much deeper than this. Much deeper than teaching. Much deeper than knowledge. It is knowing Christ himself. Let me tell you this message is Christ. I don't know about you. That's why I am running with this message. I can compromise on everything. Yes. But I cannot compromise on the message. Because I know what it is. It is Jesus Christ Himself. And never compromise on it. Never bring down the bar. Let us stand. Not only stand. Let us run. Let us run. Hallelujah. It's not another gospel. It's the original gospel. And they that are coming. Telling us to leave the message. Let them give me one vindication. And I will leave the message. <laughs> they have no vindication. Not even a quarter. Not even a half. Not even a slice. What they have is talk, 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 talk. Let me tell you what the devil has. When it comes to Eve, he was talk. Men want to speak words. <laughs> and then they married a guy. It was just empty promises. If I'm, I'm the one and I reach there, I'm not telling you what I would do. But let me tell you this is what the devil did to Eve. <laughs> you will not die. You cannot. <laughs> he was like, Really? No. Yes, yes, you will not even have to change his voice. To make it appealing. That's why when I'm preaching to you, I don't just see. Uh, I am not just blabbing or it's not just blabbers, empty blabbers. I don't care how I speak. If I don't get it, I'm a son. Maybe even spit or something. And spit or something on you. But I know what I'm talking about. I don't have to speak like as if I'm just inspiring you. You know, you can make it. You know, what you're going through. God will come through for you. Don't look at this. Look at I don't need to change my voice. I need to speak the way I am. I need to shout it. I need to tell it. I need to run with the message. Those who are meant for it will follow me. Those who are meant for it will run after the message. Hallelujah. These are not empty promises. These are not words dying man. These are words of a living Jesus Christ. The same yesterday, today, and 
forever. He can still do miracles. He can manifest himself in your life. Sister, he can open your eyes. Brother, he can do the impossible. Vindicate himself as the living Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. That's what the gospel is. These men just come with the empty word. And people follow. Let me tell you. What did Eve need to do? To shut her ears. Shut your ears, Eve. Shut your ears, Mary. Hallelujah. Open your ears only to the angel. The angel of the covenant. He has come. The one who would come in the meetings of Brother Panam. And Brother Panam would say he's here now. The pillar of fire is the same one here. He's the same one using me to preach to you. He has never left. He's with a church. These are not just empty words. Hear those words of the angel. Listen to the message. Close your ears from the
you type who is Jesus and even today you will hear a lot of things actually Jesus even had a girlfriend as a matter of fact even this girl even the disciples themselves said something and they disapproved of it he always went with him and even this girl at one time Rumo, even came and, and, and washed his feet. And as a matter of fact, he, he didn't even end there. He, he, Jesus, didn't even end there. But he also had other friends. Among his disciples, ask yourself, was there a woman? Why would he pick only men? And are talking in the idea and the generation in the in the mindset of, of Sodom. And even to make matters worse, there was one that they said that he loved. So did, did, did he love the others? Why did they say this? And this man is to be doubted. But if you go on the internet, you see that you don't look on the trash. You don't look on that nonsense. You know what you are looking for. You know who he is. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. And in a message, the unpardonable sin. But the man says, if you know what is the gospel truth. And it is laid out to you. No, and God has revealed it to you. And you know it's the truth. But just to justify some congregation. Or some petty preacher. Or just justify. Or just, just be popular among your fellows. That you want to hold on, on to the things that you, you want to hold on. Uh, I know the message. I know the truth. I know, I know, I know. Mm. What about this? What about my uh, friends? My dream. My church. My wife was telling me today. There was a woman who believed the message. But she told her to the preachers and said, I would like, surely I've been the whole message. These things are the truth. But I feel yeah. pity for my pastor and the church. I feel like I can't leave them. Please understand. Let me be fellowshipping there because I love them. I can't forsake them. I hope there is nobody here like that. You know, I, I, I love my little devil so much. I feel he will miss me. I can't leave it. Do you know what will befall you? Listen. This is from the mouth of a vindicated prophet. That you want to hold on to the things that you want to hold on to. Instead of taking God's word. Paul said. He that sinned. 
God disbelieves after he has received the knowledge of the truth there remaineth no more sacrifice for sin and he says there is your unpardonable sin is to know what is the truth and refuse to walk in it and he says amen I believe that's right believe? how many believe it here that's what the Bible says he that sins sin is unbelief what you say is smoking a sin Drinking a sin. No, no, no. That's the attributes of unbelief. You do that because you don't believe. You hear the word. You hear the word. But you're like, I still love the alcohol. I still love the smoking. I surely should, should do it. Grace will abound. Those things are not seen. But you do them because you don't believe. After hearing the word, you still decide not to believe the word. Pastor, are you saying as a believer you can never error? Oh, no, surely you will error. Many, 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 around believers because you are, you are you are having a timing bomb on you and that's your flesh that's your mind your reasoning your this and that but you have to lay under the altar to sacrifice it to let it go so that you reach a time and a place where it can no longer rule over you hallelujah it has not left you but it can no longer rule over your mind Hallelujah. take one good believer take him out of fellowship watch him one year later he's a sinner a big sinner even than the others that's why the Bible says never forsake the assembling of yourselves together as some do let me tell you I don't care what you're doing you may be in school you may be having a job or whatever but find your way to church if you can't come stream the service Listen off of the archive. Listen over. Listen to Christian music. Keep yourself feeding on the word. Why? Because within you, there is a white door. Outside of you, there is a black door. Someone asked for the Oh, Abraham asked him. He said, how do you do, sir? Since you received the Holy Ghost. He said, I tell you, I've been fighting. Now, what do you mean by that? 
Since I received Christ, since I received Christ, there is these two dogs in me. There is a white dog, and there is a black dog. And he said, which one is more powerful? The pain on the one I feed more. And he said, Oh, so when I feed the black dog, it will fight and win the white dog. And if I feed the white dog, it will overcome the black dog. And guess what? Each of us here, we have those two dogs. The black dog is the flesh. The white dog is the Holy Ghost. If you feed the Holy Ghost, if you feed on the Word, if you feed on God, the Holy Ghost in you will burn. Greater than, than the German, German shepherd. Hallelujah. Amen. To the extent the black dog will bark, but no one will even hear it barking. Oh, 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 oh. But let the let that white dog in you. Let it bark. The black dog will just go to sleep. It's alright, I surrender. I say, strong believer. Strong Christian. Christian woman. Hallelujah. Amen. You mean you cannot be taken over by lust? For sure you can. But why do you overcome every day? Because your white dog is stronger. How do you keep your white dog strong? By coming to the church. By reading the word. By prayer. By prayer. If you don't know how to pray, learn how to pray. Keep yourself in prayer. You know, prayer is a fire that is within you. When you pray, you feel like you are swimming. You feel like you are running. You are exercising. You are a spiritual white dog. Let me tell you, if you have a dog, you know you have to take a dog to walk. You have to take a dog to run for a run. If you keep the dog there, it will become sick. They get diabetes and die. So now listen, church. Don't keep your Holy Ghost there. You don't have the Holy Ghost. I have changed. No, brother. Keep it a fire. It's not only Holy Ghost. It's Holy Ghost and fire. Hallelujah. Amen. Fire by prayer. By prayer. By prayer. By prayer. What are you doing? You are running with a message. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Come here. It is seven. God bless you. My, 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 my. Hallelujah. Amen. Give the Lord a clap of praise. Give him a clap of praise. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Let us on our feet and sing a song to we pray before we close. Let us sing, come and go with me. Let us sing a little bit faster. Well, 
come and go with me to my father. It's 121, but you can really sing without it. Hallelujah. Amen. Come and go with me to my father. I will deliver the space. Tell him thank 
worship him a little bit. Just raise up your hand and tell him thank you. Thank you for today. Thank you, Lord, for the exhortation. To God with a message. Not to be turned to another gospel. But to be tuned to you. Help me to run in the race. Help me not to bring you disgrace. Let me rise on the wings of faith. Until that day of the rapture. Help me, Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Surely you have something to tell him. If you have something to tell him. Just raise up your hand to him. And thank him for what he has done. Thank him for whatever he has done. Make mention of what he has done. Make mention of what you remember. That he has done for you. That has changed your life. Thank him even for what you believe that he will do. He's a mighty God. He's a living God. He never failed. He never failed. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, what an atmosphere tonight. Worship you, Jesus. Because of who you are. Because of what you've done. What a wonderful God you are. Oh, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Just tell him how much you love him. You know, make love to him. Speak to him. Yes, Jesus. Oh, wow, yes. I love you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
I sing out a song. I sing out a love song to Jesus. In moments like this, I sing out a song. I sing out a love song to you. You want to raise up your hand and sing with me? Singing out a love Sing it one more time. Bless their giving. And may it be a blessing to the world. 
Sensei fire, 